Clashes, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is the Only Clash Podcast with your host, Hero and Wizard of Woo. Welcome to episode 39 of the Only Clash Podcast with me, as always, until forever, right? You're not taking any more vacations, is Wizard of Woo. Nope, no promises about no vacations, but <laughs> I, I am with you forever, <laughs> one way or the other. Oh, uh, man, it's good to be back. Uh, listen to the last episode. I wasn't able to listen live because I was on vacation and I took a vacation from the game and Discord and pretty much everything just to spend time with family and focus on that. Listen to the last episode. Loved it. Uh, it was a lot of fun to listen to. Definitely missed you guys. And I'm happy to be back. How have you been, man? It's been a pretty good week. Uh, a lot of people at work are on vacation this week. It's like some like weird company trip that only the really big guys get invited to every year so it's like a ghost town at my work so it's pretty fun you get to come into work without shaving and not really give a damn (laughs) dude that's that's it's kind of like uh having a substitute teacher you know it's like you know the people who really know what's going on don't aren't there to like keep tabs on you so you can kind of do what you want oh for sure like a little vacation at work for you oh yeah it's definitely been worth it hell yeah we got that uh, C to J 100th war win, man. That was, I was kind of like back and forth whether I wanted to win it or lose it because we got all that great company, all those, you know, all those people that joined the war. And it's like, maybe we'd make them stay for a while, huh? Maybe they'll like it. <laughs> that should be the strategy for, you know, the 200th war win. It's just like recruit everybody over that we're secretly trying to steal to C2J and then you know, lose the war on purpose and make them stay longer and try to sweet talk them and be like, oh, nice around here. Maybe, uh, maybe stay for the 201st war win. What do you think guys? But yeah. Um, that was the last event that I did, uh, before I officially took a vacation from the game for a week and, and discord and everything. And, uh, there was a lot of great attacks. Um, I didn't hang around to like watch the finish of the war. Um, I did see that we won, and I did go back and watch Tip Dog's highlight video, which was which was awesome. Uh, Tip Dog is doing a great job with all of his video content, and I like all of the superlatives and adjectives and everything that he's trying to throw in to describe everybody's attack. Um, I just hope one day I can do an attack that Tip Dog can call beautiful or amazing or awesome or anything that he'd like to call it um, that's complimentary. Um, I, I saw you watch the video and I saw you commented and on his uh, YouTube channel, I couldn't help, but also comment. So if you go to, um, clash tips on YouTube and you watch the C2J 100th Warwind video, I have a timestamp as a comment. And my comment was the timestamp and the memes write themselves. Um, I'll just say if dog was making a comment, I think it was about Kat's attack, actually, uh, her Town Hall 12 attack with the witches and, and bowlers and stuff, and he was talking about how OP the attack was, and he used a very, um, let's just say, uh, PG-13 phrase to describe the attack that uh, Jake from One Hive used to say all the time, and I couldn't help but comment on that. Um, yeah, it was... It, Glad we got the 100th war win. Wish we could have gotten it with 69 losses instead of 70. That would have that would have been tr- true C2J form. But uh, 
yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I I sucked that war big time. I'm glad we got the win. Yeah, I uh, I think I I don't remember it at all. I think that was like forever ago. It seems like now, but <laughs> I remember, Tip Dog's video on it was super awesome, and I don't remember what my attacks were, but it was awesome seeing like everybody come into the clan for the win, anyways, and all the support we had and stuff like that. That's what that's what I remember from events. Just like oh man. You know, somebody else did this crazy attack or, you know, Magnus put my hit in the video or even though Magnus never puts my hits in videos, but <laughs> tip, right. tip dog does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so, uh, and I listened to uh, C and uh, Carl talk about it on the last Crystal to Join podcast. And uh, they kind of talked a little bit about, you know, different attacks that people use and, and all of the class celebrities that we had in the clan. So. Uh, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and definitely thank you to everybody that came over to let us spin a fifty and and get the hundredth win. It's it's you're part of C two J history, even if you're just a footnote. You're part of C two J history. It was uh, like even shade out to all those Wolfpack boys who who didn't Dude. show up, and then we're like, we've got four hundred wins. What are you guys talking about? We're like, that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I I I. I I have my mini over in Wolfpack, and I was like, hey, who's going over? Who's going over to C2J in clan chat? Because, you know, 90% of that clan doesn't use Discord for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, I was like, hey, who's going over to C2J for the 100th war win? Freaking crickets, dude. And then I even said to PK, dude, you got, like, a personal invite. Like, hey, let's get you over here. And you didn't, you didn't even go. You didn't even take it up. He was like, oh, for real? Oh man, I'm sorry. I was like, whatever. That's just typical Wolfpack things, honestly. We got some. I'm sorry, some... but thanks for that gold pass, though. <laughs> hey, we have some. <laughs> I, I'm not even. We can't even get into that. That's that's not. That's way past even Radio Disney. We can't even talk about that. But there is some. There is some juicy Wolfpack drama um, that I'll be able to get into. That I'll be able to get into on on the pod. Uh, I think it happened yesterday. And uh, it was too funny. I, I, I'm still having fun over there. I, I can't play as much as I want to, but um, with the mini. But when I do, and th- there seems to be a lot more activity over there, even if they're ignoring Discord and not showing up and stuff like that. Um, there's still uh, every once in a while, clan chat gets popping, and uh, we had a popping conversation yesterday. So we, we can definitely get to that. <laughs> Especially in CWL, I think everything just like lights up. I remember last month, I think I think E4 kicked two different people like on two different <laughs> days from Dirty Gemmers, and he just like tagged me or whatever. He's like, "I kicked this guy. This is why." And I was like, "Hey, man, <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> you kick whoever you want out of there, man." <laughs> like, I mean, you know, if it's just during the normal month and you're and somebody gets kicked, you might. Like, oh, you know, somebody got a little wild hair, somebody got a little crazy, somebody got a little power hungry, or had a personal problem or whatever, and they just decided to kick somebody. But if somebody's getting kicked in CWL week, like, there's a there has to be a real reason behind it. Like, if E if E's kicking somebody in CWL, that man makes the roster. He knows who he could kick. Okay, you cross the wrong dude. <laughs> he knows exactly <laughs> who's filling in for you. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It was, yeah, and even it doesn't stop there. I mean, this CWL has already got all kinds of shenanigans, dude, 
all kinds of one stars, you know. Yeah, yeah. C2J is back to form, you know. Um, Carl said in the last Crystal Join uh, podcast that it was fair in his in him and C notes fair and foul uh, section. It was fair that uh, Crystal to join uh, would promote to uh, uh, Champions Two, although he thinks that we're you know where we're we're pretty much where we belong. I'll tell you right now, we based on our first two days of war, we're definitely where we belong. A um, little bit of a spoiler: we won day one. I know there was some chatter in Discord about this because it was kind of a big deal. We won day one, missing an attack, um, basically because the other and also missed an attack uh so that was wild that we actually pulled that one out a2 is a dumpster fire <laughs> uh we've got more one stars than we care to even admit i i i had a one star today and uh not enough triples in some of our bases that you know haven't been a, a pretty good defending rate got tripled this war so it's a pretty big loss um so I think, yeah, if if we can hang around in Champs 3 this week, I think everybody would consider that a win at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wheels have already fallen off. We're just trying to push the cart across the finish line at this point. It's like, oh, I guess I'm not using Lalo anymore. I don't want to get another one star. Ugh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I've done two different style attacks the first two days and not really uh, any success. So. Maybe I'll try a third one the third day, or maybe I'll just keep failing on Skelly Donut Hogs until Carl until Carl gets mad. <laughs> and teaches me. He's already accusing me and you uh, of of throwing CWL because we both got one stars today. So I just yeah. I just told him it was for content. I mean, we got to do something to, to have something to talk about. Yeah, if you want us to do good, you got to pony up on that Patreon, Carl. <laughs> Nobody's at the foot picture level yet. And if anybody needs to do it, it's Carl. That's for sure. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. It was, it was a crazy, like I've been trying really hard with Lalo blizzard, obviously yeah. taking all my notes from agent paladin, Oof. but he's de- He's still, I know Carl always tries to act like we're on the same level, but believe me, agent paladin is, he's still a, a head foot above me or whatever. Like he's, he knows what he's doing. And I'm just trying to copy him. I'm not trying to be an exact copy. I'm just trying to do, be him just a little bit less, and it's not working out. Yeah, and uh, asking uh, Agent Paladin for advice uh, is probably a really good idea. Um, and I'll tell you what's a bad idea, uh, asking me for advice. So er- early shade out to JR for DMing me this morning and asking me to walk him through how to hybrid because uh, I already told him, if you fail – I will I will never I will act like this conversation never happened. <laughs> and if you're successful, I will take all credit for your success. So I've got I've, I've outed myself, but early shade to JR for even asking me tips on hybrid. <laughs> because I feel like I I only do it because it's about it's it's a skillful spam. Um so I don't get shade like Green Arrow does for his uh e-drags. But uh it's still spam, basically. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if I'll be able to take credit or I'll disown. I'll just delete the whole chat. We'll see. Is that what you're still going to primarily use during CWL as hybrid, or are you kind of taking it day by day? I really I, – today I just YOLO'd, honestly. Like, I was looking at, you know, how far down we were with, like, four attacks left. And basically we needed four triples. 
and uh, the the first of the last four that went in didn't triple, so I knew that it was like, you know, we, we had no shot at winning. So I just said, screw it, I want to, I'm going to try one, you know. Um, and I tried a, a little bit of skelly donating with um, FCs, and I really didn't have any success, honestly. But I was like, screw it, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so like, I really didn't have anything to lose at that point, so. I tried it and um, I got down the scatter that I was trying to get down. I didn't take out the uh, CC and, but the rest of the attack was a complete disaster. So it doesn't, it, I don't even think taking down the CC, it would have helped a little bit, but uh, it wasn't going to triple. I, I, I told um, Carl, it's a WIP work in progress. And he said, it's also an RIP. So <laughs> relevant. <laughs> That's what my uh, Lalo is too. There's so many times where I'm like, oh my goodness, another time fail. Like I'm actually getting this down. And then there's other times where I'm like, I just need 50%. Please just <laughs> let me get 50%. Yeah. And you you know, what's funny is that um, this, this round of Legends League, I've just decided that I'm just going to try different stuff whenever I feel like it. You know, there, I know we're kind of doing this Legends push right now and there's a lot of trash talk. There's even a, Crash talk channel because there's some shenanigans and bets going on and we're planning on doing a war here at the end of the month with everyone that's been pushing in legends whether you're in c2j or not um see how high up uh, we can rank the clan uh in australia but uh so i you know even with this push thing going on i'm still kind of like i feel like playing around and just using some different armies so i watched a um, big veil video the other day on e-drags and uh, I got to tell you, Big Veil does a great job uh, at breaking down his videos. I mean, he gets right into it. Um, he's he's pretty funny and he's self-deprecating. He, he seems like he doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, but uh, he gets right into the video and starts breaking down how to uh, how to do this e-drag attack. And I was like inspired. I was like, I'm going to try this e-drag thing. So I go in. My first e-drag hit after watching these videos in Legends and three star, and I'm like, oh, I might be onto something. Second hit, <laughs> one star, <laughs> and I was like, what did I do wrong? Like, what, what, what did I do? And uh, what's funny is uh, you and I and Nob were talking the other day about this, where it's like, um, there's people who kind of like, I don't know, it, you just kind of randomly get lucky with the style of attack that you like and you smash it through the base and it works. There's other people that have a very specific style of attack that they like to use and they see a base and they kind of know what they need to do to use that attack on that base. And then there's the third group of people who are proficient at multiple attacks and they could look at a base and say, here's how I should three star this base. I am definitely in the luck category. So I, you know, I'm I'm lacking the skill of just being able to look at a base and go, here's what this base is vulnerable to, and uh, you know, and here's what I'm good at, so I can apply this attack in that way. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as legends goes, I'm just gonna play around with some stuff. I'm gonna still do some jelly donuts and one star and see if there's. I'm just looking for something to click, honestly, because I. I I know how to hybrid. I, I can have okay success with it. Um, and I kind of did okay with the Blizz Hydra. And now I'm just kind of looking for something else. Uh, because honestly, watching people like Carl and um, Dob and 
and we've got multiple other guys in the clan that have multiple attacks that they're good at. Uh, Fury has done m- multiple different styles of attack. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out, but we have multiple guys that have different attacks that they're good at. I just kind of want to vary the repertoire up a little bit, um, even if it's shockingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost exactly what I was thinking about. Like, just like forcing myself to use Lalo because it does feel like that's like one that we don't have a ton of around. Obviously agent Paladin does, and he's like super amazing at it, but he's not always in our clan and stuff right. like that. I feel like we could use a good Lala but part of me thinks maybe I should just keep that for legend league and still kind of like look at CWL bases as like a fresh face or whatever. And maybe if Lalo makes sense, then I use Lalo, but don't shove Lalo down something I'm already not comfortable with throat. Cause I think that's what I did yesterday. I was just like, well, I have to Lalo. How am I going to learn how to Lalo unless I Lalo everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do. It's funny how you, there are times where you stick yourself in a rut of like, you know, you, you've been very good with the blizz and then your dragon and, you know, depending on what kind of uh, troops you use, but a lot of times dragons, you've been very good at that for a long time. And you're just like, yep, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then you get this little bug where you want to learn something else or try something else. And you almost feel like you're cheating. If you go back to what you're good at, you're like, you know, I'm only going to get good if I do it when I think I can't, like if I do the hard stuff, like I don't, you don't want to put it back in easy mode, but yeah, I, I, I definitely do the same mental game. You know, it's like, I, I did hybrid for like two whole months of legends and eventually I just got sick of doing the same attack every single day, every time I'll be honest with you right now, even though I'm only one starring and low two stars and very low success in legends right now, I'm having more fun. I'm not, my expectations are super low and I'm having more fun trying different styles of attack and just doing hybrid on every single legends base and just continuing to climb up ranks you know oh yeah definitely i think especially with learning this strategy it's like if i finish a legends league hit and i've actually deployed like 90 percent of everything i don't have like three headhunters like on my scroll bar or something like i'm like oh hell yeah i i, th- I think i did good you know like, <laughs> yeah that's funny i i've had that same experience where you're using a new type of army and you look like you're so it's such a fish out of water um experience like you're so used to you, you know your tried and true army that you use all the time it's like second nature of your troop deployment bar and where everything is and what, what your timing is that when you start using these new armies you can run it through your head a million times but until you physically do it yeah you're gonna look you're gonna be at the end of the attack and looking down at your troop deployment bar and be like oh i saw a freeze and two headhunters left what what am i doing yeah why didn't i poison the cc <laughs> Uh, definitely been there definitely every time i honestly when i see an attack even if it's the opposing team and it's near the end and they still have a poison i'm like oh man i feel that i feel that <laughs> i feel that pain so bad like oh man you didn't even drop the poison it's right there what are you going to use it for now so useless ap has been sharing some like legend league replays with me which has been like super helpful because I see how like he deals with certain things that happens because it almost feels like everything is baited these days. Like I used to get these crazy blimps and they just don't happen anymore. Like it's just no matter what, it's baited. I can never I, I'm not as hot on my blimps as I used to be. It's like both CWL days, my blizzard was destroyed on I think 
three out of four of my hits. Like, just no value, and I just had to do everything I could to get the two star kind of a deal. Well, but, but we talked about we talked about this before. You, like, yeah, one of the you know one of the things that makes your blizzes unique is that you go in from angles that other people look at and go, I wouldn't do that, and you just say you you know you're risking it for the biscuit. So that's your style of attack, and like you've said, you there's always a chance that you're going to swag that bliz, and you it might result in the one star. But when you get it right, there's also a chance you're going to go a CWL with like 19 or 20 stars. So it's just it's just a roll of the dice, man. You don't play it safe, which everyone knows. Everyone knows that's how hero rolls. You don't play it safe. That's true. I mean, that's like my favorite part about most video games, I think, is just like really going all out on attack kind of a deal. Like, you got to risk it. Yeah, why not? I mean, geez. At this point, I'm you know, honestly, with the way CDOL is going, I'll I'm, we'll I'll hold off on my on my attack on day three to see how the war is going, and if I have to fall back on something that I know how to do, I'll do it. If we're getting destroyed, I'm just gonna yolo it again. Well, I mean, if we lose, yeah, if we lose tomorrow, then it's over, right? We're we're just we can just tank it for the rest of the week. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know because. <laughs> You know, you know how some of the guys get about, you know, oh, here we go. We're getting demoted. And they've been very, everyone's been very happy to not get demoted out of champs since we've been up there. So if we, we'll definitely have to save ourselves from being demoted if we lose two in a row. So I think that would probably be the only way we ever get a shade out from Peter and Kat is if we got demoted and it was us responsible for it, then maybe. <laughs> Peter would finally get on there and be like, <laughs> shade out to Aaron Wu for demoting the Crystal Ooh. Twin guys. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, that would be a very well-earned, a very well-earned shade out. No lie. Um, I would, I would wear that badge with honor. <laughs> if that's what happened. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you wouldn't hear a peep out of me. <laughs> oh, um, so with this Legends push, uh, uh, there's a Trash Talk channel on Discord. Things started going off the rails, so it had to be changed to a Trash Talk channel. And then, um, remember, at the end of the month, we're going to uh, do this war. That was uh, Green Arrow's idea. So um, if you guys are pushing in Legends, uh, come over and hang out in the uh, C2J Discord. Check out the Trash Talk channel. I know there's some bets going on. I'm sure... The degenerates in there would still take on bets. Like I'm sure they would, even though the months already started, even though the trophies are already at a certain level. If you come in there with something juicy, I'm sure you can still get some action in that channel. Um, I think right now there's like some bets about uh, name changes and all kinds of stuff. Probably there's probably feed picks involved. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> check 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 out the channel. It's, it might have to be marked NSFW. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you throw some bait out there, and Agent 52 will snatch that right up. It doesn't matter what kind of bet you want. He'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, dude, uh, just this past uh, Tuesday, Clash of Clans officially turned 10 years old, um, which means um, R. Kelly wants to pee on it. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, seriously – They've got um, some new stuff happening in the game right now. Uh, I came back from vacation and I saw some videos on YouTube about like 
oh, there's a little video game cabinet in the game. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. So there's some retro. I was like, like, <laughs> I, I was I was just watching going, I know people are mad about this. Like, I didn't even have to look at Discord. I didn't have to look at any any social media, anything about uh, Clash that I knew people were going to be mad about this stuff. So there's some retro games that got added into the game. Um, apparently there's Clash Serial, which... Uh, Shout out to Hammer. He actually um, he actually ordered two boxes of it from Walmart at eleven bucks a pop. So uh, one think... wasn't enough for Hammer. He needed the <laughs> no. full two boxes. I have a feeling he's gonna eat one, and one's gonna go in a cabinet somewhere for posterity. I don't know. Um, they also released some Clash cards that turned out to be uh, like Garbage Pail Kids cards, which was kind of weird. I kind of thought. If they were going to do cards, they would do them something similar to like Pokemon or, you know, magic cards or something like that, where it had like some stats and cool artwork. But instead, they did them with like boogers hanging out of the barbarian's nose and like farts coming out of the archer and like gross stuff. It was kind of weird. Um, and then they did Clash Swag. So they had some t shirts and hoodies and posters and stuff that weren't available to the community. So the cereal and the cards you could buy. I think today might be the last day or tomorrow might be the last day um, recording on the fourth. So I think the fifth might be the last day to buy the cards. Serial, I think, is already done. Uh, retro games, I'm not sure if those are still in the game or not. I looked at them for a minute. I was like, this is kind of goofy. But the swag, the sweatshirts and T-shirts and hoodies and posters and all this stuff, they kind of only sent it out to some content creators and allowed those content creators to like raffle it off on their channels and give it away and stuff like that. So. What's your uh, thoughts on the 10-year anniversary and uh, some of the stuff that they've had going on so far? As I was definitely like a big like hater in the beginning or whatever. I was like, where's all the stuff? 10 years? I mean, if you think about like 10 years in any game, like I, I've never played a video game for 10 years. Like the only other game that I could even come close to that is like I've played Minecraft for a long time. I don't even remember when that game released. But I've definitely played that throughout the years multiple times, but not like steadily. And for for a game like this, like a lot of maybe not a lot, but the majority of the people have been playing it the majority of the time, I would say. Like the people who are still in it now have still yeah. been playing since, you know, back in the day or they're I mean, maybe that's just maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, I guess, but. I, I feel think there's like there's a lot we, of long-term there's a lot of long-term players. Yeah. We've lost people yeah, and we, new people have picked it up, but I I think there is still a lot of like legacy players in the game. And at first I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's got to, you know, this event or whatever better just blow us out of the water. Better be getting free stuff left and right kind of a deal." Yeah. And so when when they were first dropping these like, "Oh, there's an arcade cabinet in the corner of the base. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> unless, I'm, unless I'm getting free Dark Elixir from playing this stupid game. Like, I don't want nothing to do with it. And then yeah. it was like the next day it was something else. And then once they finally released the Pixel skins and stuff, and I, I was getting into it a little bit more. I know there's – I saw quite a few people that were like, Pixel skins are about the same as the Clockwork skins. And I gotta say, if this is my hill to climb and die on, I actually really like the pixel skins. So yeah, sue me. Yeah, I, I will say that um, I, I, you know me; I'm not into the skin stuff. But I think the the pixel skins at least are 
totally unique. Like, it's not just the character wearing a costume. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. completely different artwork. Um, so yeah, I could... and, it, and they they become clunky again. It's like they take all the smoothness that they've like yeah. refined over the years and make the skins kind of clunky. I love them. Yeah. So the animation's cool. That the the, uh, the artwork I think is actually unique enough and different, and the sound effects are different. Um, they're like eight bit sound effects, you know. So I. I, I can't. Play with sound on. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm gonna get hate. I'm gonna hate get hate for the sound effects. But um, the scenery. Have you seen the scenery? I I didn't look at the scenery because it's not dark enough. So <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like the way that it's all set up. It's set up from like town hall, basically like quote unquote one to two to three, and it kind of snakes around the map. With how then you get different defenses and those defenses are kind of like built into the mountains and stuff. And then you go to Town Hall 10 and there's like Infernos and 11. There's like an Eagle and stuff like and it's all like snakes around the edge of the base kind of a deal all the way up to 14. And it's like, okay, well, this will suck once Town Hall 15 comes out, but I like it. <laughs> so it's a little bit like a flash history. uh Kind of like monument around the outside yeah definitely all right I, you know you know what i think about sceneries and skins so uh it, i'm not totally hating on the skins, so that's kind of a win in, in my book but I'm, I'm not spending money on them i got the king obviously everybody that you know uh everybody got the king one like for free with the free side of the gold pass which i thought was cool um yeah but uh and a little surprise, you know, once they released the other ones, they kind of like they backdated it and he popped it up and you're like, oh, I got a free skin. Um, right. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spend money on them. They're, at least they're different. And the people I'm with you, the people comparing them to the clockwork. It, no, it, it's not even close. The clockwork are absolutely atrocious. <laughs> they are super dumb and ugly. And uh, and and hammers and hammers up. Uh, yeah, there, I, I did see there's some a few little Easter eggs on the uh, on the uh, no, in that scenery. Yeah, in the scenery, I saw that uh, Tip Dog actually did a video about like some ocean um, that isn't in the game. Um, you know that that you know, and he speculated a little bit about what that could be. And then uh, Hammer just posted a picture of some green little robot spaceship looking thing uh, perched on a wall in the scenery. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't but, know if they were like nods to their like other games. Like they must not be if we haven't heard about it yet. I guess, but I kind of thought maybe they were just sort of like odes to some of the other games they developed over the years or something like that. Maybe, maybe they weren't like super popular and didn't make it or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Void Boy saying it looks like it might be from Boom Beach. This little green thing uh, in the live podcast commentary. You know, they're known for putting their little Easter eggs and little stuff like that on the scenery. So the fact that people zoom in and go all the way around and uh, try to look at every little pixel to pick something out, I think is is kind of funny. It just shows you how starved we are for content. Like, people want to speculate. (laughs) Anything in the pixel scenery has something to do with Town Hall 15. People are so ready for new stuff. It's like they just want to whiff. One of those things for me, too, that I'm just like, okay... 
I'll wait till someone else makes these videos because I'm not I'm not gonna go over anything with a magnifying glass. But I know that there's like this team of, you know, Reddit engineers that will for me, and I'll just check those out. Oh yeah, and I, I remember back in the uh, in the leak days when people would look into the game files and find, you know, descriptions of new uh, artifacts in the game and um, spells and heroes, and they would find skins and everything and uh, and post that stuff up and you know some of it was stuff that actually ended up in the game that was basically in its finished form and then other things were things that never made it into the game that maybe they were playing with or got, ended up getting tweaked and turned into something else so i remember those days um it's crazy how supercell like cracks down on like like data mining like that like so hard mm -hmm. because to me, it always brought more life into it because now I would like right before, especially like Town Hall 14, I want to say, like I was looking at data miners. I was looking at like, you know, the Supercell like Twitter account right at seven o'clock or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. trying to tr I was super excited. But they just like cease and desist everyone that tries to does do that stuff these days. They're just like, nope, uh, we'll find you and sue you. Well, I, I think part of it has to do with the way that they handle like the announcement and rollout of updates now where it's, yeah. you know, it's, 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 I know that there's, you know, uh, chat channels that people are in where they basically have NDAs and they share this stuff with them and they want to control the flow of that information. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of sick of the way that they've been doing updates. Like, um, you know, people have talked about this, the last little, you know, last little, all these little tweaks that they've done and the way that, um, clan capital was handled and everything. And, um, I, I kind of, I kind of want to just wake up one day and like go to open the game. And it's like, Hey, there's an update. And, you know, do you want to download this update and you download the update and there's a ton of new content. And I'm like, what is all this stuff? And the little girl pops up in the corner and she starts telling me about new stuff in the game. And then I'm going to run to YouTube and then, you know, they're going to have a live stream event or there's going to be uh, a few videos about everything in the entire update in one day. Not like trickling out days in advance where these content creators are like stretching out. Like some videos have like so much information that they can barely fit it in 10 minutes. And other videos are like talking about like a new, like the new uh troop like adjustments like oh this one has this many hit points and that one has that few hit points and they just have to stretch it out to even make it yeah, they have to like break it down they're like so that yeah. means your royal champion won't be able to use its shield on it and one hit right. it anymore it'll actually right. you know, yeah definitely I don't, I, i'm kind of sick of that i think that's what people because it gives people too much time to like criticize every day just like just drop it do a live event where you have some content creators playing with the new toys and talking about it live. And then they can post a video later on and talk about more of the intricacies, but like show people having fun with the new stuff rather than just like this, this like critical analytical breakdown of everything that's about to happen. I, I don't know. I think it's, I honestly think some of the, some of the hate that some of these updates get, I think it's mental because we get a little, we get these teasers. And if we don't see what we want on day one, we go well. It there better be day two. It better be in there day two. And then when we don't. If we don't see what we want day two, 
then we're waiting for day three. And it just gets people up to a fever pitch and not really excitement fever pitch. It's mostly like disappointment, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that it's sort of – it, and I think in certain situations, it, it was a good thing to have this like whole – like they're heavily focused on their content creators, which not a lot of games do that. I don't think they really promote content creators way more than any other game I've ever played. And I think that's a really cool aspect, but I think they almost put too much into that. And they're like, we'll let all these guys do different videos about it. They'll have a few days of like crazy content. And it is like probably good for the creators too. I imagine those are some of their most viewed videos. Like, right before new town hall drops or, you know, in those sneak peeks, but you're absolutely right. And it's so, it's like the whole fact that like these games that they're coming out with are only available in like Australia or Canada. Like Mm -hmm. at a certain point, I don't care about the game anymore. Like, right. Tell me when I can play it. Like, I don't want to watch, you know, judo slots break down clash mini at all if i can't play it like there's no way i'm gonna sit through this video or whatever and it's like just you know give us the presents we want to open them right yeah and and honestly i think the there's obviously kind of a very small creator community that has access to the pre-release stuff to like the developers build and so you know supercell has handpicked who they would like to relay their messages their communities and i think that that has kind of led to not a lot of honest criticism of some of the things that have happened because you know these these content creators want the access because they know that if if there's an update or new stuff and they don't have the early access then their videos are not going to get watched because they're going people are going to watch other people's videos but then they know that if they're too critical of what's of what supercell's doing and they're going to get the rug pulled out from under them and they're not going to any longer have access to that information. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a parasitic situation where they have to be nice about the situation in order to remain relevant with the content. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. I think there, I think more people having their opinions heard in, in the, uh, in the you know, content creator community is better I think that having dissenting opinions is way more interesting than hearing the same script come from like seven or eight different content creators. Right. And I think too, I kind of forgot to mention earlier about the whole, like uh, the retro games and the serial stuff like that. It's like, if we would have gotten that stuff, like in the middle of like town hall 15, uh-huh. everyone would be like, this is the best clash uh-huh. anniversary ever, you know? <laughs> exactly. And- people definitely become like really hyper-focused like on, you know, it's all based on like where you're at in the game or, you know, in wherever it's like, I've got nothing to do and now I need to play or need to try out this, you know, stuff to, you know, join in on the anniversary stuff. I mean, I think it's really cool. Like t-shirts, hoodies. I mean, sign me up. I'll retweet, comment, like, subscribe for just a <laughs> chance at getting a hoodie, even though I never will get one. You know how I know I'll never win one of those prizes? How's that? Because I won a $20 gift card from Galadon. 
in like year two of Clash. Yeah. And that was all the luck that I could ever use. Like, <laughs> that was that was my one. I might as well not sign up for any of these because that was my one. I, I even probably... have a DM from. Oh wow, we need to print that and frame it and hang it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, though you'll probably get one of those uh get one of those messages that's like, oh, we're sorry, you're you don't qualify for this giveaway because you won a gift card from Galadon eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> The odds just aren't in my favor. Oh my gosh. So um speaking of content creators, um we had a a uh well-known notorious content creator have an absolute meltdown on Twitter this week. And uh we had talked about this person before in a previous episode and how they were just kind of feeding into the trolls. This this meltdown, um, spoiler alert, it ended in them completely deleting their Twitter account. Um, they they went on this tirade about how toxic the Clash community is. Um, they posted multiple uh, private DM screenshots uh, of conversations that they've had with their friends, that, they're, that they had with their significant other that turned sour, that was also in the Clash community, that their significant other had had with private conversations that they had had with um, their friends in the Clash community um, kind of discussing what action they were going to be taking now that uh, you know that relationship had gone sour and there was obviously some jostling with Supercell over who was going to be able to continue to you know stream uh, different events and have access to Supercell content uh, because you know that's what you do when you're both in the same when you both do the same job is uh, you break up and then one of you has to lose your job, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess that's Who the way gets it's... the kids in the divorce? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. I don't know why it couldn't. It, both of them can't do it, but apparently it, it that's the way uh, that's the way it went. And then uh, there were there was a Twitter troll that was continually trolling this person, and they kept retweeting the tro- troll, which they've done multiple times in the past, giving people who no one cares about uh, a platform. Um, and, and spotlights them to the community and just has and had a complete meltdown. They also posted a 45 minute uh, recorded voice chat that someone had in a private discord with some pro players and uh, some content creators that at one point in time, the discussion turned to this content creator that was, that had deleted their Twitter account now. Um, and just, uh, you know, their relationship issues and uh, maybe some of the support that they needed from the community because of uh, some of the relationship issues that they had had and things like that. Dude, it's just a complete, <laughs> complete mess. Um, so it, it looks like... Part two. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Cat's uh, posting now and uh, giving us, it looks like the, the Twitter account might be back. So maybe they reactivated their Twitter account. I think it's a bad idea. I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, obviously, this person has burner accounts in Discord servers that you know they don't really want people to know that that's them. Um, the only reason that you would be a Clash content creator and have a burner account in a Discord is to is to see bad things. Is to see yeah. 
people are saying about you that they won't say to your face. There's no reason for you to be in there incognito um, unless you yeah. are specifically there to dig up what people are saying about you. So it's kind of like you're, you're looking for, um, you know, to basically be a victim. That's number one. Number two, I don't even know if you need alternate accounts and if you need burners because from some of the screenshots that this person shared, there's obvious people out there in these Discord servers and communities that are willing to record conversations, to share private messages with her, knowing that that's the kind of thing that she's looking for. Um, and to me, I don't, I don't even know if that's a friend, honestly. Like, uh, I thought about yeah. this today, and I said to myself, if if I had a friend, and every time they heard some that someone said something negative about them. They flew off the handle and went out the deep end. Um, am I doing them a favor by telling them every single time somebody said something even mildly critical of them? Like it's right. It's, you know, you might say, "Oh, that's a friend," because they're letting you know. But also, if I were a troll, a great way to troll this person would be to pop in their Discord and just glom onto them and tell them all the nice things that they want to hear, and then share screenshots of anything people are saying about them and just watch them melt down. Because I know that's what they're going to do. They're going to trust me because whatever I send to them, they're going to, you know, th th this person likes me. So they're only sending me the truth. So whatever I send to them, they're going to believe is true. And then they're just going to have a complete meltdown. So if I were trolling this person, it would be the same as what these people are doing, sending her these private messages and then watching her post them on Twitter and airing all this drama and having a total meltdown about quote unquote, the community. Um, what do you think about all this, man? I know we both have some hot takes on it. What do you think? <laughs> right. Though the one thing that I think that I kind of wanted to say is that I feel like some people are really like anxious about what other people might say or think about them in certain servers and stuff, especially on Discord. So I could see like, um, you know, just maybe trying to get a hold of that. I do think it, you know, that's not something I would ever do is create like a a not hero account and see like what people say about hero. But I definitely understand like from like a mental health perspective, what just like kind of falling into like a rut and think and feeling like I need that sort of like, I need, I need my friends to like me kind of a feeling or, and if they don't like, I don't, that it just, it's just like such a terrible mindset. Cause you're already down like a path. Like you said, like you're not looking for good things. You're looking for bad things, right. but it happens. Like it happens so often, especially with someone who has like mental health issues. So I do, I do see like a little bit of that side of things. And we also have had people, even in our discord servers, I feel like that like search up their name, like for almost sure. every day or like every month. And then they'll like respond to something like, like, days or weeks maybe after like something happened they'll be like hey what was this about kind of a deal and it's like whoa mm -hmm. like and i'm the king of just like saying stuff w that's totally stupid and like kind of just thinking i'm funny and you know it's just saying some stuff or whatever that could be totally construed as like me being a dick all the time i feel like yeah. and so i i can see like those sorts of things but like I feel like a lot of this is just level two and there's so many people involved and it makes it so much more like sort of toxic because like there's certain people who are just like saying, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. And 
oh, you should do it this way, do it that way. And it's such a, it's just such a crazy thing because I feel like if everything would have been left alone, we would have all gone right along with our clash lives. But there's so many people that engage with those comments, especially on Twitter and stuff. It's like, maybe we should start talking about it. We'll be the popular <laughs> freaking podcast it is. Yeah, guys, oh. check out our Patreon for what we really said about the content creator. You got to yeah. enter in that $10 tier, you know? Yeah. It's like, it seems like it gets so much traction. Like, yeah. all, like, you see so many replies, so many retweets, and it's just like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, I read it. It doesn't make sense. It sounds like, you know, person A just, like, needs help. Kind yeah. of to assert, for me, anyways. It's like, and, well, it, it, but there's still, like, all this back and forth and the feeding of the trolls. And the trolls, I mean, they're not going to change. They're, there's always going to be trolls. They're never going to change. And it's so hard to really be, like, feel good about anything when someone's just, like, you know, especially when they're, like, sending DMs and stuff. Like, that that kind of stuff is, like, so personal, I feel like. I've said stuff to people in DMs that's, like, I would probably be like blocked from a million <laughs> different people booted yeah. from so many different discords if like all my dms that i've ever sent came to light you sure. know it's there's a lot of different there's so many different love layers to this onion i guess but you know uh yeah so i mean i i feel like this person um definitely has some probably has some mental health issues, probably has some insecurities and things like that. I don't, you know, I, I don't, obviously I don't know him. I don't know enough about him. I just see the meltdown in the, in the peripheral. So they probably have some of that going on. Um, and then, you know, they're feeding that issue by continually seeking out the negativity, interacting with the negativity and kind of trying to call people to arms over negativity uh you know like you yeah. know they expect you know the community as a whole to do something um on their behalf and i think honestly most of the community thinks that they should just like what you said you should just ignore these people you're never going to be in the public eye it's like you know you want no one deserves to be um made fun of or ridiculed or uh, made to feel ashamed of themselves in any way. Okay. No one deserves that, but you put yourself in the public eye. You've got to understand there's a percentage of people that are going to love you no matter what. There's a percentage of people that will come and go based on what you're doing and the day of the week. And there's a percentage of people that will always hate you and find a way to poke at you. And what you can't do is feed into that small percentage of people who will always poke you and give them what they want. And feed the trolls and it's almost like a cycle of like someone seeking out the negativity they find it they call it out and then more people that like to be negative pile on because now they know they can get attention and they get what they want and then it just continually goes and goes and goes and i'm sorry but at the end of the day if you're the professional you know your job is to stream and cast and be on these professional broadcasts and you have inroads with supercell and you have a person there you can talk to um you've been promoted by the company you have to take a professional stance on this um 
you know, if you're a baseball player and you're up to bat and some goofy fan yells, hey, you suck. You, you get up to bat and you swing the bat. If you strike out and they scream at you all the way back to the dugout, you go back to the dugout. You only get in trouble if you swing the bat at them and hit them. Okay. Um, that's when that's when you get in trouble. And that's what I feel like this person's doing. Take your at bat. If you strike out, take your lumps, go back to the dugout. And who cares what people are saying? Um, highlight the positive things that are happening. This person's talking about, oh, we need more unity in this community and, and we need to make it better. Well, then why do you keep why do you keep highlighting all the bad things? Why can't you talk about all the good things uh, that are happening in the community? Um, I just I feel like they have a victim complex. I feel like um, they're trying to make things ab- like about it that it doesn't uh, <laughs> about about the donut meme. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. Ace. <laughs> you can't hurt my feelings. I'm telling you right now. You uh, like I- I've already thought about this. You know, I, being on a podcast multiple times saying what I think about things um, knowing that anyone that feels like listening can listen to it. There may be a day where someone comes in and says, Hey, this wizard of woo guy totally sucks. And he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I guarantee you, it's not going to hurt my feelings. (laughs) I guarantee you. Um, So I, Oh yeah. You know, I I think you have made yourself extremely vulnerable on, on this podcast, talking about things that you've dealt with and, and on other podcasts. And I feel like that's an extremely brave thing to do because someone who's a mega troll could take information like that and they could try to poke at you and have you completely freak out. Um, but like, you don't go looking for the people to hate you. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't understand. You that. know, a, a perfect example of it is the other day, um, Miss Mar was in our clan and she was saying, oh man, I've got to move all my accounts around because, you know, she's in so many different uh, CWL clans and here I am just like after like one four loco just like oh you know it's gonna be hilarious if I just kick her and be like well you have one <laughs> less to worry about you know because right. I knew I had already sent her an invite to that account on Dirty Jammer so if I kicked her she could still accept the invite and that's where she was sending the message so I thought I was being hilarious you know and then like <laughs> Uh, you know, somebody else kind of piled onto that, and it, it seemed like she might have been upset. And then I felt really bad because it was like, oh, that wasn't the way it meant it at all. I was just, you know, sorry, I'm a dumbass. Sometimes it happens. I stick my foot in my mouth a lot. Ask my wife. But, but see, you know, that's the difference between <laughs> like when we talk about the way we treat each other in C2J, we all raz each other. We all yeah. dish it out knowing that we have to be able to take it. And and so, you know, that's her kind of getting a little baptism <laughs> in the way that things can go sometimes in C2J. It wasn't done to tr- necessarily troll or to get her to melt down or anything like that. That was just, I think this might be funny and it's going to happen anyway. So here you go. Ha ha. And if somebody takes it the wrong way, well, then we're going to apologize because we actually don't want people to be mad about the little things that we do. That's different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's what right. you do with family. It's like you, 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 you poke each other as family um, to see how far, you know, you, you guys can t- take it and uh, the kind of jokes that we can have with each other. But um, this person isn't in on the jokes. This person's on the outside and they can't laugh at themselves and they can't um, stop giving platforms to people who no one really cares about 
Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, being upset, like, if somebody's, you know, being, like, overly rude to you a bunch and, like, harassing you. Like, I totally get that. I totally get just being upset about, like, certain kinds of criticism. It's just, like, when you, like, open up all that stuff to the public, it becomes, like, so much more than that initial issue. Like, I can have an issue with someone and not maybe not necessarily care for, like, you know, the topics we disagree on or whatever, but then to just, like, flood, you know, 100,000 people or whatever with all of our dirty laundry becomes, it definitely becomes, like, a another issue that's, like, okay, I, I don't know how to, you know, respond or deal with this, but, uh, you know, daddy just hit mommy and we still have to eat dinner. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I... You know, they're back They're you know, as Kat had posted, they're back on Twitter talking about making a unified community. I don't know if this person is actually healthy enough to be a part of that. Um, time will tell, I guess, you know, and I'm not on Twitter. I literally only pull up stuff when somebody goes, hey, you got to see what's happening. <laughs> you got to see this <laughs> stuff. And then I go and then I pull up the website and look at stuff. Uh, so. You know, if I, if I get uh, if I get another heads up that something's going down, then I'll check it out. But I don't know. I I think you got to ignore the haters, and um, and and by ignore, I mean literally don't even talk about them. Um, and if you have a real problem with somebody in the community that you feel like is, um, you know, making you feel unsafe or uncomfortable, then you're a professional. You have you you know. Remember when LeBron had those courtside fans thrown out of the game? I mean, <laughs> you know, if you want the guys thrown out, why don't just talk to your person that you have at Supercell and say, hey, here's what this person is doing, and I'm not comfortable, and I, I want to talk to you guys about what we could do to stop this from happening. And but you put it on Twitter, which tells me you want it for attention. You want to feel like a martyr. You want to feel like a victim. And that's the part of it that's really gross to me is that um, no one would know about these things except for you and the people sharing that and someone at Supercell, if you think that there needs to be action taken, but instead you put it out there to the community. And I know that their line is going to be, well, uh, I'm doing this to expose that there are these kinds of people in the community. Uh, yeah. I, I get that. But I mean, you know, in here in C2J, you know, we have some standards for what's acceptable and what's not. And there is a line to be crossed and people have been removed from the server for crossing a line and people have had warnings for crossing a line. Um, and so I think it's a, pr it's pretty clear what the kind of lines that you don't cross. Um, and no, it's not feed picks. Those are still acceptable in certain circles. Uh, so, and in most servers, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's probably entire servers of feed picks. I will have to, I'll have to catch Carl slipping one day and have him share a screen to see how many feet pick servers he's in. Um, <laughs> the next clash made up, just steal his phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I don't know if publicly posting this stuff do, like actually does anything, but make the people who hate you laugh and try to do it more. I don't think it really works. I, you know, look at people on YouTube 
you know, the people on YouTube that there's people on YouTube that get hate in their comments and the people who continually address the hate turn into lol cows. Um, or yeah. literally you can one, just push their button and watch them freak out. And this is getting to the point of lol cow. I'm telling you one more meltdown and I'm declaring that this person is a lol cow. One of the best like sort of analogies I've ever heard is like one time one of my, I was like upset with like this other coworker I had or whatever my boss goes, he goes, Jordan, I know you're really smart. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to tell you this once. Never argue with a stupid person. I was like, what? <laughs> and he goes, they'll drag you down to their level and they'll beat you with experience. He's mm-hmm. like, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, who? If, if you've made it, like I would think being a successful streamer, having Supercell's ear, being flown around the world to, to do this job and, and play a game and do what you love, I would feel like I I would feel so accomplished that I would be like whatever I obviously people like me I don't care everybody's not gonna like me so it's just strange to me like you said there's got to be some uh, some other issues going on there that they continue to argue with the stupid people because that's very good advice and I can't imagine um, that there aren't people close to this content creator that isn't telling them the exact same thing. Like they have to be getting this advice from someone who actually cares and they're just ignoring that advice. So, I mean, they have to, I feel like if I was going on like on a rant, there's a number of people like even in our circle, that would be like, Hey man, I think you're, uh, I think you're going a little hard there. Maybe you should turn, tone it back a little bit or, you know, or just like checking in on me. Are you doing okay, man? Or whatever. It's like, <laughs> right. Especially it. And you know, this person has like 10 times the community we do. I'm, sure. And I feel like it's, you know, maybe, I don't know. It, I I feel sorry either way because no matter what's going on, like it's not a great feeling for any of us. Like it's kind of fun to eat the popcorn and watch the train wreck, but we're all still kind of like, what is going on? Like what started this? Like that's what I look every time I see these like tweets and stuff like that. I'm like, what what set this off like is there is there like a little like thing that started the avalanche or what oh, well like, this seems insane this time it seems to me what started the avalanche was somebody criticizing them for being what they called an e-dater um that they've had two uh, prominent relationships with people that are also in the clash streaming and and uh content creating a youtube community and so it's almost like you know uh they have a type and they're, you know, they they find someone in the same community as them and they glom on and they have a relationship. It goes south and then things get really ugly. And so the conversation was basically, hey, maybe don't be an e-dater or what do you expect from an e-dater? And it's like the term e-dater was taken as a, uh, I guess, a derogatory term. Um, it doesn't, I mean, maybe that's the intent, but it's not not factual. You know what I mean? Like it is factual right. <laughs> that two two of their recent previous uh, relationships were with people in the flash content creation community. So, um, and and I think the point behind them posting this forty five minute long voice chat was to highlight that people were talking about them behind their back, and I listened to it. And honestly, the only thing that could have been negatively construed was like people saying i wouldn't want to date her um people saying 
she has a proclivity for dating guys that are in this community. She's an e-dater, basically. Um, but a lot of it was pretty, pretty uh, like supportive. They were saying things like, "Hey, you know, you know, she was paying the way for this guy, and he did bad things to her, from what we know, and she might feel really vulnerable right now. So if she reaches out to any of us for help, we should be there for her and just listen to her and stuff like that." So, um, I, I, there was a lot of like okay things I felt like that were supportive that weren't controversial or negative at all and i felt like the the purpose behind them posting that was just to try to pick out a few words here and there that they didn't like they didn't like being described a certain way um when the vast majority of the conversation was supportive so it it just tells me even more so that they're looking for um they're looking for anything negative anything that could even be construed as negative about themselves to try to like, I don't know, call people out or get them lose their jobs, canceled, whatever you want to call it. Now, um, I think that's just not not. It's let me just say this: you're the professional. At the end of the day, it's unprofessional. So you can talk all the day, all day about what all these other people are doing, but this is your job. So if you if you take your job seriously, um, you should you should be a little bit more professional when you get negative comments. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's. A- the only other thing I was going to say is there's a lot, the people who are vocal are always going to be like this cynical people. There's like this vocal minority, but the majority of people who are supportive, you know, they may not even ever touch their keyboard. They just enjoy the content or whatever. Right. And, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't take all that like minority people and view that as like the whole game as a whole either. It's not like all of Clash of Clans is this way. It's just these, you know, people that are constantly trolling on Twitter. Right. Hey, you're completely, you're completely correct. Most of the community just sits back and watches and does their thing and they don't interact a whole lot. They don't do a thumbs up. They don't do a thumbs down. They don't comment all that kind of stuff. Um, so the fact that you're, you're choosing to interact with the very small minority of people who are negative, uh, that's totally on you. That's totally on you. You could just ignore it and move on with your day. So we will stay abreast of this situation because, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the Twitter account is back. And uh, if new things and develop in uh, Carl pays us to talk about this stuff every episode, <laughs> he says, please, please, please. Uh, all we have to do is say the name and put it in the show notes and we're going to show up in the algorithm and we'll get we'll get a shout out on Twitter, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> right. But seriously, though, guys, listen to our Patreon. We said way more nasty stuff there. Because you have to buy that tier. Oh, the teaser, the teaser. (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, that's all we have in the Clash sphere. Are you ready to do some uh, shout-outs and shade-outs? I would love to. All right, shout-outs. You want to go first? Uh, I'm going to shout-out. I've got a couple different ones. I'm going to shout-out Peter and Kat for... Always keeping everything uh, cordial. Is that what the Kool-Aid is in Australia? All the shade I gave them for the whole order number 69, they never once bit the bullet and shaded me out back. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was doing the heavy lifting. I don't care who won the bet. I was sitting there in the trenches every podcast episode, just like 
constantly dogging on Cat and Peter. So I I don't care who won the bet. I won in my own head. Now, do do they know there was a bet? I don't care at this point because the bet's over. I'll, <laughs> I'll drop this bet right now. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you didn't know, all of the Cat and Peter shade uh, coming from our end was because there was a – yeah, they don't know there was a bet. There was a bet amongst uh, the only Clash podcast in Crystal to Join podcast that the first uh, podcaster that was able to get a shade out from Cat and Peter gets to do some uh, name changes in Discord to the other podcasters. So uh, Carl won. I don't know how. Carl won. So um, even with Hero trying so so hard, like – what you should have said, you should have disparaged like maple syrup or something, dude. I don't like you're you should have had an angle on this, but but yeah, so Carl wins the bet. I, and... I was the only one shading them out week after week. Everyone else was like, Oh man, okay. Uh shout out to Cat and Peter or whatever. And I was like, Bro, this is the bet is to try and get shade outs. Come on, <laughs> we gotta step this up. I gotta oh. start talking about them like every time i hear something I'd be like oh yeah but cat and peter leave it to canadians that uh the only way that they're mad at you is when you try to out nice them <laughs> <laughs> uh what else oh, you got for shout outs man i got uh one more shout out it's to a person who'll probably never listen to this podcast but he's a good friend of mine i worked with him for quite a few years he's just going through a really hard time so just want to give a some good vibes to my boy mark Oh yeah, Mark. And that's that's all I got. His yeah, Mark. His son his son is in jail right now, so sending all the good vibes his way. Absolutely. Uh see if they get the podcast in jail, dude. Send him a send him a link. I don't think Mark knows what a podcast is. He's about eighty. Oh damn. All right, well. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Sorry for talking about Twitter the whole episode, Mark. Um, he's like one of my favorite coworkers though, because he's always like <laughs> Hey, man, it's been a while. Do you still play video games? I'm like, dude, it's been like months since you asked me that. Yes, I still play video games. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, good, man. You always used to play video games. I'm like, yep, I haven't changed much, uh, have I? <laughs> yeah, those are good coworkers to have, dude. When they like, when they know, they remember something about you, you know? That's nice. Right. Uh, so, sure. yeah, definite shout out to Mark. Uh, my shout outs. First of all, Shout out to Hammer for buying that freaking cereal. I spent way too much time making the meme of the fake cereal, so you'll have to go back up in general. <laughs> that was that was like so insane when I watched, looked at that meme. I was like, how am I the first person to notice all these details on it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Uh, I, I was like, I, there's no way. He had to edit this thing so many times. <laughs> I did it, on my phone, so... I woke up early, came downstairs, sitting there playing the game and messing around. I see this conversation Discord. I start playing around to make the meme. My wife comes downstairs. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, trying to make a funny picture. I go upstairs and I go, okay, I have to show you this. It took me way too long to do this, but I've got to show you. And I had to tell her the whole story behind it. She was like, yeah, you took took way, way too long. Um, So yeah, shout out to Hammer for... (laughs) <laughs> that cereal also he posted uh, this in- enormous loot haul uh on discord uh a few days ago where it was like 1.7 million gold and like 1.6 million elixir it must have been some account right after um 
right after the uh, the goal pass had ended, and he came across it and smashed it for all that. So shout out to him for being OP. Shout out for him for being OP with his triple uh, in this last war. Right after I one start, he was like, hold my beer. He went in and tripled. He goes, can I get my beer back? I'll take my beer back now. <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. You yeah. get it back. So, Hell yeah. Uh, shout out to Hammer for that. Shout out to C-Note. Uh, C-Note pulled a classic C-Note move where he doesn't do well in a war. And he like he just like he does that thing where he runs and he kicks throws himself. a fit he kicks himself in the butt every single step he takes you know um oh, okay. i'll never forget i'll never forget the first war i ever did with c-note when we were over in uh back in black he, he didn't have a very good war and he like left the clan like did his second hit wasn't good he left and i like sent immediately sent them an invite you know, i think a bunch of people did and he came back finally came back in and we were like dude what are you doing don't worry about it so he had a bad day one, and he was really down on himself. Uh, and then <laughs> shout out to Matts for missing his attack, and Cino basically having to get back, put himself back in the lineup because we needed a sub. Um, so Cino was like, "Good, try to sit on sit on the sidelines." He comes back in day two, and what does he do? Day two, triples. He freaking triples. So, yeah, that dirty dog, man. Shout out to you for be for being forced back in the lineup and just coming right through uh with that BDE and getting the triple. Um also shout out to Carl for being awesome on the last uh episode during my vacation. Um I'm glad that I know um you you we're we want to get on a better schedule and me going on vacation definitely threw that off. So um Carl being able to come on and fill in was awesome. And I really enjoyed listening to you guys. So big shout out and thank you to Carl for that. And then I have a little personal shout out to my stepson. Um, part of our trip back to uh, Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati uh, was him coming back with us. Um, and uh, he had been, he struggled with uh, drug addiction for a while uh, for very many years. He's been sober for a year now. So he's back in uh, Las Vegas with us now. So shout out to him. I'm really proud of him. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, where his life takes him at this point and glad that he's in his kids' lives. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now time for the real sh- real shit here, the shade outs. <laughs> Let's hear it, man. What do you uh, got? <laughs> well, I think I already said all my shit. It was all for Carl and C-Note for this whole – Order number 69. I had been like damn near shitting on Peter and Kent for like a month now. And they were just like, oh, yeah, shout out on their episodes to Peter and Kent because of one thing or another. I can't shade them out because I did this or that or whatever. And I'm like, bro, this is literally our bet. Like, I'm trying to go hard here. To mm-hmm. win the bet, and now all of a sudden I lost the bet because they won it first because they're apparently they're just naturally shady. And you know what someone said the other day? And, and you can write this down. They said that, uh, I can't believe you guys do shade outs too. I thought Carl and C Note made that up, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I started that. We're gonna, yeah, we need a uh. We need to snip out the uh, original shade out and post that. 
like the time and date stamp on that original shade out so that uh, everybody knows that you were the originator. Uh, it wasn't quite like that. I didn't say that, but I I thought it in my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> what do you got for shade? Uh, well, first of all, I want to shade myself out for swagging an entire attack in the 100th war win. Um, I, I went in with uh, a blizz and swagged the blizz, and it was a complete dumpster fire, and I was like, I'm out of here. I'm done. This was my last attack before my vacation, and I'll just end it on that. Uh, so shade out to myself for that. Shade out to anybody sniping clan capital hits. I know this was a hot button topic on the last Only Clash podcast with Carl about uh, you know people that go in. And I'll tell you right now, I might be giving the shade here, but I'm not the one you have to worry about. Who you have to worry about is GCBC, okay? Because he will straight out call you out, uh, straight up call you out in clan chat if he catches you going in and sniping attacks just so you can max out that clan capital gold on your account and leave people with crumbs to fight over with like 97% two-star attacks in like three or four different clan capital uh, bases. So, but I'm going to shade those same people out because I, you know, I don't really mind. I, I know that I'm going to get in that uh, five digit club anyway. So I don't really mind if I have to pop in and do one attack and only get like 700 gold and get my sixth attack, but it is pretty crummy that you just, you get in there, you do the full thing, except for the last few percentage, and then you just sit You just sit back and purposefully wait. If you're busy and you got other things to do, that's fine. But if you're doing that and you're just sitting back and purposefully waiting for someone to go in there and finish up your attack so you can go in and start the next raids and grab up all the loot, then, yeah, shade out to you. Poor sport. I know we're trying to max out, but you're not helping anybody. That's poor sportsmanship. Shade out. Um, last shade out. This is Wolfpack drama. This is the Wolfpack drama that I teased at the beginning of the episode. Oh, so they would never have drama over there. <laughs> they seem like real stand-up guys. Oh my gosh! Okay, it's day one of CWL, and there's drama. Um, my mini is now a Town Hall thirteen, uh, not very upgrade, still like a little baby thirteen, and we're gonna have some tough matchups in CWL. So first day, there's the the other clan is like. 13, 14, 15, Town Hall 14 is deep. And I'm like at number 11 on the map. So no matter what, I'm hitting a 14. So I just start scrolling through the 14s to find one that I think I have a chance of getting a solid two-star on. And I find one, and it's just one spot above mine. So it's, you know, base number 10. So I flag it. I flag the base. I'm going to hit this base. So I go in the next morning. First thing, wake up. I, I cook my troops up. I go at it with this E-Drag army. It was a very compact, like, Town Hall 14 base. I went with this E-Drag army, and I get, like, an 80-some-odd percent two-star with it. So, typically in Wolfpack, everyone just hits their mirror. And I understand that makes it easier to, like, War General, especially since no one uses Discord in Wolfpack. Um, it makes it easier to War General. But in my mind, I was going to be hitting a 14 no matter what, and I hit up from the 14 that was my mirror. So I was technically hitting a harder base than my own, even though the layout was different. And I was going for what I felt like I could get the best attack against. Um, and the dude who was the mirror of that was like, hey, somebody like instantly was like, hey, somebody took my base. Who hit my base? I'm like, oh, I just hit it. And he's like, 
And I said, I had it flagged for eight hours. Like if there was a problem, you, you know, like you could have said something. And he was like, well, the problem is that we only hit our mirrors and I could have got a better percentage on that than you did. He's also a town hall 13 and this was a 14, right? And I said, a better percentage than, than I, than I did. Like, he's like, yeah, I was going to hybrid that base and I would have got a better percentage than you. And I said, dude, trust me, hybrid was not going to work on that base. And I'm like, and he just c- keeps complaining about it. And he's like, fine, I'm going to go hit. I'm just going to go do my hit. And he does a dip on a 12. And he gets a triple with a hybrid. And I was like, nice dip, dude. The only thing we, he's like, well, it wasn't flagged. So I hit it. It was open. And I'm like, yeah, well, you dip. The only thing we don't do is dip. Hit your mirror. I hit another 14. It wasn't <laughs> my mirror. It was above me. But like, don't dip. We don't dip. And he was like, whatever. Uh, I would have got better percentage on that than you anyway. Nice Nice e-drag attack. Do you even upgrade your walls? And I'm like, yeah, my, my walls, my walls are important. Um, I was like, well, I'll tell you what, if you think you can get a, a better attack than me, then, uh, then let's FC. So I throw my base up and he FCs it and he gets like a 68% two star, not even a 69%, which was extremely disappointing. Clearly. He throws up his base and I triple it with hybrid. And I was like, dude, no. <laughs> and he, and he goes, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and I said, I'm telling He's just you, like I'm out. <laughs> he, I said, I'm telling you, if I could have used hybrid on that base, I would have used it. I'm like, look, I, like, you know, I'm not going to kick the guy or anything. Like it's day one. It's wolf pack. You know, I was just like, look, let, let's just hit the same town hall level. Let's communicate. Let's flag a base. And he's like, no, we're, I'm going to hit my mirror. And I'm like, all right, dude, you don't, you don't even want to come to like an agreement and like be cool about it. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to flag a base the rest of the week and I'm going to hit whatever base we need for us to win. You all can do whatever, whatever you want to do. If I'm hitting up, I'm hitting up. I won't hit down. I'll either hit my mirror or above my mirror. Um, but that's where it kind of left off. And then he was like, this is a sad day for the clan. The other team has gotten into our heads and now we're fighting with each other. <laughs> That's one thing that I think is like super. That's one of the things that I really love about uh, Dirty Jammers is like me and Tigo usually have like the top five accounts. And so we just hit whatever. Like, even if I'm a 13 hitting a 14, like Tigo never says anything. He's just like, all right, that's good, man. Like, I'll clean up whatever, you know, stuff like that. You thought you had a good chance or whatever. And it, it, and I have tripled 14s before as a 13. He's like, yeah, no worries, man. I, I'm sure you knew what you were doing, even because I've failed sometimes too doing it. You know, obviously I'm not the blizzard king like I used to be apparently. <laughs> but Yeah, and so, I mean, the whole thing is, is that there's people that missed attacks. There's people who dipped. There's people who didn't hit their mirrors. Um, there's people who dipped so far that, like there's town hall 11s that are like, I don't know what I'm supposed to even do with my attack now. And then there's also people who can't even get a two star on their mirror at the same town hall level. Um, you know, I, it's, it's kind of a disaster over there. Uh, but you know, it was spicy that morning. People came in with the eyeballs and the popcorn emojis. And I'm like, look, I'm glad it was entertaining for everybody. I'm glad we could like spice up the chat a little bit, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was hilarious. I was I was laughing the whole time <laughs> with this dude argue with me. Um and you know, I'm no I'm a nobody. I don't want to be anybody. I'm a total nobody. 
But the fact that he didn't know that I have a Max Town Hall 14 in Crystal to join, and he's like, he was talking to me like I'm some scrub 13, <laughs> brand new player, but it was like just spams e drags. I was like, uh, no, dude, I promise you, if I could have used the hybrid, I would have done it because that's all I, that's all I really want to do. <laughs> it's like that Batman emoji. You merely adapted to the darkness. I was born in it, right. molded by it. Uh, so shade out to Clarfy. I, I don't, I don't think he actually is going to listen to the podcast because he's not on Discord. But yeah, uh, shade out, shade out to Clarfy. Those are my favorite shade outs. You, you, there's no repercussions. Yeah. <laughs> We'll never get a DM about that guy. That's for sure. No, no. I'll have to tell him that. I'll have to tell him about it, though. I'll have to tell him, like, hey, dude, I think you got <laughs> shaded out on this podcast. Maybe you should listen. <laughs> and then we'll have a whole new fight in, in clan chat that day. Right. We'll have another. We'll have another FC showdown for who's the, who's the bigger man. <laughs> another round. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, man. That's it, dude. Um. You want to do a little That's bit of it. Radio Disney time? Hey, man, the memes don't write themselves, or they do write themselves. All right. Yeah, man, thank you, everybody that's hanging out. Uh, yeah, so the, the Radio Disney time, uh, are, are you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready. All right, cool. So uh, Radio Disney time. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit of a niche conversation. I don't know how many people know some of the people that we're going to be talking about, um, but you and I have kind of talked about this a few times, um, not on the podcast. And I don't know if you're into the podcasting community or like um, comedy and Joe Rogan type stuff, and you probably know. Uh, a lot of the people that we're going to talk about. First of all, as Carl loves loves me uh, starting out uh, sentences that way, we're going to talk about old Mr. Brandon Schwab, a.k.a. Thick Boy, <laughs> a.k.a. Gringo Poppy, um, a.k.a. CTE Jesus. Um, <laughs> so... You brought, you know, you brought this up to me, like, dude, are you seeing all this, sh- like, Brendan Schaub hate and, like, what's going on with him and, like, Tiger Belly and Bobby Lee and all this stuff? And I'm like, dude, I'm already way ahead of you. I have literally been following it from the jump. So, for people that don't know, uh, Brendan Schaub is a former mixed martial arts fighter, uh, friends with Joe Rogan, became friendly with him through uh, exposure in the UFC and going on Rob- Rogan's... Uh, podcast and became friends with a lot of the comedian friends of rogan started his own podcast with uh brian callen called the fighter and the kid and um you know he's kind of famous for his support from joe and his mma career and now his comedy career whatever you think of it um he's had a couple stand-up specials uh his first stand-up special was on showtime which he actually had a contract with to do fight commentary and fight analysis ahead of like major boxing matches. And his newest um, stand-up special was exclusive to YouTube. It was about 20 minutes long and it was called Gringo Poppy. Uh, in more, it's mo- only 20 minutes. It, yes. That was part of the criticism was that it was only, it was like a 20 minute quote unquote special, which, you know, for people in the comedy scene, most specials are between 45 minutes and an hour. Like almost nobody has a legitimate special 
that's less than 45 minutes because you know it's like you got to have an, a lot of material for that and he obviously didn't have enough material to do 45 minutes to an hour um he's had quite a few controversies over the years part of the first major controversy was when he retired from fighting and basically joe rogan called him out on the joe rogan experience podcast and said dude you got to quit fighting like you're you're going to have a mental decline your, your heart's not in it anymore it's kind of a famous clip if you go out and search like joe rogan tells uh brendan schaub to stop fighting um it's been watched a million million millions of times um there's been some controversy on the fighter and the kid over the years um some of the some of the minor events was uh uh brendan seemingly outing joe rogan for cheating on his wife and saying things like oh there's a lot of bald guys out there getting trimmed like dana white and joe rogan and it's like dude did you just say joe rogan's out there getting trim like uh you know so that was a little bit of a controversy uh there's also been controversy with brian callen there was like he had his own little me too moment where there were some people in the comedy scene in la and the entertainment scene out there that kind of accused him of being untowards towards them and making them promises if they would do him favors and things like that um that caused brian callen to step away from the podcast for a while and then just Brendan kind of just being dumb and not even able to form a sentence in general. Um, I mean, Brendan's basic under like grasp of the English language is like hero with four locos in him. That's pretty much like four, four locos, four, four, like, yes, four locos, yes, four, four locos, right? <laughs> exactly, four, four locos. Uh, so he says dumb stuff and like ashes words together all the time right he's like clan capital cwl is the same thing <laughs> yeah so he gets hate from that there is a subreddit for the fighter and the kid podcast that is basically a hate subreddit like they lost control of their own subreddit and now it's just posting memes and jokes and hate on the on mainly brendan but on the whole podcast uh as a whole um when he had his first showtime special his first comedy special it was lambasted like anyone that was a critic basically gave it a like people were saying this is the worst comedy special they've ever seen um and uh there was a little bit of a controversy because he was working with a cbd company at the time and people who had ordered cbd products from this company that he i don't know if he partially owned or just had a deal with them they were sending out little cards in their packages saying hey if you go on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes and give Brendan Special a good review, we'll give you free product or we'll give you a coupon code. And so once that became public, people like even crapped on him more. Um, and then Gringo Poppy. And then uh, no, once no. you send me a nice uh, Patreon review, <laughs> I'll give you that foot tear, baby. Oh my God. Free, free foot teases. Um, so then Gringo Poppy, a second special, comes out, and it's completely lambasted again. Not enough material. It's cringy. It, the jokes don't make sense. Like, uh, not a lot of laughs. It's just, like, bad. And where he gets most of his hate is the fact that he's had the opportunity to have podcasts and deals with Showtime and uh, special comedy specials when he's maybe a funny guy conversationally, like in a group of bro dudes, 
but like written out, well-planned comedy he's not good at, but he still gets these opportunities. And mainly people believe it's because that he's friends with Joe and Joe has a lot of pull because of his, his own platform, his own podcast. So that's where a lot of the hate comes from. Uh, more recently, he's had some drama with Bobby Lee and uh, Bobby Lee's former girlfriend, Kalila, uh, that those two have their own podcast uh, called Tiger Belly. And, um, you know, honestly, this whole L.A. comedy scene is like very incestuous. Everyone does podcasts with everyone else. And it's like, you know, two guys will have a podcast together and those two same guys will go have a podcast with two other guys that are separate. And then those two guys from that podcast will have a podcast with two other guys. And it's like they're all everyone's on their, uh, you know, each other's podcasts all the time. Um, so there's always going to be a little bit of drama, but yeah, so this deal with Bobby Lee and Kalila kind of, kind of blew the roof off of all the drama, all the previous drama, because it was like, it, it wasn't people from the outside having bad opinions about them. It was literally this little tight knit group of podcasters and comedy people having a fight amongst themselves. Um, so what's your, uh, what's your take on old CTE Jesus here? a huge fan of Theo Vaughn I will fight anyone who doesn't like Theo Vaughn mm-hmm. and Theo does a podcast with Brendan mm-hmm. which the best part of the podcast is when they're just arguing with each other and Theo is like bro you look like the guy who never uh, quit from Hot Topic you're still working there <laughs> like <laughs> he's he, they're just sitting there roasting each other I just think it's so hilarious and then, like, I mean, Brendan as a whole, like, I don't really, I didn't watch, like, super everything. I did watch a lot of uh, the Tiger Belly stuff, and I don't think he's a person that I would really go watch anything for, because, it, like, the stuff I've heard, it's just not, like, really jiving with me. Like, his timing just doesn't feel right with me. I think, like... It's like a 50-50, whether his jokes are kind of funny or whether his timing is kind of funny. And I think that's something a comedian perfects over the years. And mm-hmm. he just, I think he was like so spotlighted by like Joe Rogan, I guess sure. you could say, that uh, maybe he didn't figure that out immediately. I'm not saying he can't be funny in the future or anything like that. But for me, I was just like, man, I just don't like don't find him funny at all i guess and it was like with all the other like drama and stuff it was just like oh man it's it's easy to hate on someone Mm -hmm. and and certain people definitely make it even easier and he's like one of those guys it's like oh yeah no this guy's a douche sign me up for the douche ticket i'll sign it (laughs) every day or whatever it's like come on like there's no way that this guy's serious kind of a deal and You know, I think that it's hard to try and make... I mean, I do it all the time, too, even in the podcast. I try and make jokes that make people laugh. Like, I know it takes a certain amount of, like, balls or whatever you want to call it to, like, say things or whatever. It's just... I respect people that do it. It just seems like he kind of came into it as this, like, I was already really good MMA fighter. Joe Rogan's back in me kind of. A, I think he he acts like he doesn't listen to the internet, but I really uh, think he do, he actually does. He totally does. It's part of his problem. I don't subscribe to social media, and I'm like, bro. Yeah. 
Well, th- I mean, you know, it. I, I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, uh, he got a lot of hate. I think he interacted with it really negatively. It didn't get him anywhere. And people kind of talked him into staying out of the, like having these direct conversations with people that are that are hating on him. I think he's very much more indirect right now. So he can claim that he doesn't interact with social media because of all the hate and all the negativity and he doesn't need that. But he's, he clearly does because part of the drama with Tiger Belly was he was leveling accusations at um, Kalila and Bobby Lee saying that either them or someone on their team were the people who were behind a lot of these posts in the fighter and the kid subreddit that were negative towards him um, that were flaming him. Um, and they said, though, you know, they had some forensic, um, you know, a- internet analyst figure out where this IP was originating from. And they got um, an email address that had a tiger belly website attached to it. And he confronted them about it. And then all that comment stopped from that particular account. So it's like, clearly he's still looking for negativity and trying to figure out who's behind it. Um, Even if he says, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not all about that. Like, you know, I don't, think that's true i just think that he's found a way to do it where people can't single right. him out personally they might be you know he might be fighting with burner accounts or alts or have proxies uh you know friends and people that work for him that are doing that but um yeah the, the whole thing with um Kalila and bobby lee i i've watched uh so many clips and breakdowns of some of this stuff and it's it's hard for me to root for anybody in the situation because uh, Brendan is a total douche. He really is. Uh, he thinks very highly of himself. Um, I don't know if he takes like he doesn't like people to say bad things about him, um, which tells me that he uh, he's probably not very good at criticism whatsoever. Um, he, there might be certain people that that can criticize him but they probably have to say it in just the right way and spoon feed it to him in order for him to actually internalize it um so he i i I generally like don't like the guy i i don't have anything against him he's you know he's kind of inconsequential but he's not funny um and lies a lot in his stories and he has a very dude bro mentality that's like extremely predictable like uh he would just be a meathead and a high school movie you know what i mean he's like that's yeah and then you have cult and even the sorry just like a little interjection i guess was like even joe rogan who is you know a lot the most popular podcast right now let's be honest joe was telling him like okay i can't believe you know you outed the who is just like a doctor on the ufc like in one of his specials he was just like making like a really sort of like a racist voice about like an Asian doctor. Yeah. And <laughs> and the Asian doctor, his real voice is like, okay, Brendan, let's get, let's take that. Let's take, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, in the voice He's he was like, doing he was like the full English. Yeah. yeah. And he, he was talking like somebody who just came over to the country yesterday and could barely speak English. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely a, stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Or people are like, why? Why do you like? Why does it have to be the joke? I couldn't think of anything funnier than that. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And even with uh, he's been on several episodes of Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. I mean, which is fine. Like if you're, you know, if you're good friends with someone and and that's who like you know that's your guy or whatever, that's one thing. But it's like, I re- I remember there's an episode of him and Joe and Eddie Bravo, which Eddie is like this totally tinfoil hat he's wearing wild, kind yeah. of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's funny. He's genuinely funny because of who he is, not because of like, he's trying to tell jokes. He's just a wild dude. Oh yeah. And that's like awesome in its own right. And he was saying this stuff. Brendan was saying this. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, I forgot what they were talking about, but uh, Brendan just goes, Oh yeah, that's uh Nacho Libre, right? And he goes, it's Lucha Libre. <laughs> you, you better watch mouth on the podcast. Me like, head, dude. like he was pissed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Just he he screws that stuff up all the time. Um And he go yeah, and then right after that he goes, I wasn't even trying to be funny, man. That's what I really thought. And it's like, get here. Yeah. <laughs> Nacho Libre oh was God. like, He's like, no, that's the Jack Black movie. We're talking about the wrestlers, right? Uh, but yeah, so uh, outside of Brendan, then you also have Bobby Lee and Kalila in this whole thing, this whole this drama. And I find <sighs> Kalila extremely distasteful and kind of a disgusting person. Uh, I feel like she's a gold digger. She's very superficial. She's manipulative. She's uh, probably some kind of sadomasochist. Um, she loves emasculating and humiliating Bobby. And uh, she, I think she's probably gaslit him and brainwashed him. And I, I don't know how you can root for someone like that success who is clearly abusive in some way to their significant other. Um and so do you have any do you have any strong thoughts or feelings about Kalila, Bobby's former girlfriend since they just broke up like two weeks ago? I I just watched it, I think it dropped today. I'm not sure if you watched it, but he they had Ethan Klein on for oh an boy. episode on Tiger Belly. And I not a, I used to be a really big fan of Ethan Klein, but not so much anymore. But he actually called them out on a lot of the stuff that they were like oh, we still hold hands when we went here and stuff like that. And he was like, well, you shouldn't do that if you're not together type of a deal. It just seems like a really, like a no-win situation, Mm-mm. especially for Bobby, because oh, like... What he's doing. It just, I could never be like that, I guess. Like, my heart would always be, like, super into it. Maybe I'm just, like, projecting myself onto him. I don't know. It just seems like... I mean, if you're going to break up with someone, you got to break up with them. And obviously, I think Kalila had a ton of ton of issues that she was, you know, working through on the podcast. I know that they, I mean, it seems rude to say, maybe <laughs> we'll cut this out, but it seems rude to say that it was like a total like partner effort. I'll say that because I mean, it was Bobby's just like such a hilarious guy. I think we all went there. I mean, even with bad friends, I watch bad friends all the mm-hmm. time. Both, you know, Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee are two of the funniest guys I've ever like listened to. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, we're in, we're in deep. We're best friends. We're not going to 
separate anything. We're just going to keep doing what we do. It just, it becomes this whole, like, what, you know, whose side do I pick kind of a deal. And it's like, it's really hard because I do, I do really trust and love Bobby, like to the, you know, 10th degree, like that's the guy I want to support. But also it's like, you shouldn't have to deal with that. Like if you guys are breaking up, then live in your own home. Yeah. <laughs> kind and, of a deal. So, like, so that's the thing is that like, uh, Delilah really comes across as like this succubus, like someone who, she has all the signs of someone who is manipulative and, um, is in it for the money and tries to humiliate him, all, all that stuff I've already said. And then Bobby, like he has people in his life that are telling him to get away from her, but she's got him so brainwashed into thinking the only reason that he's successful is because of her coming into his life and them having tiger belly together. And like, he can't break this good thing up. And it's like, they're all trying to tell him like, no dude, you're better off without her. Like you're almost away from her. Oh, yeah. And he still won't just cut the cord. And uh, I can't root for somebody who is actively like is actively participating in their own demise and destruction because this like whether it's mentally or financially, she is going to completely ruin him like she will not stop until she does. And when it's all said and done, she'll blame him. She'll say Bobby decided to do that. Bobby wanted to do that. Well, I mean, that's what she did about their relationship. Oh, we decided to have an open relationship or whatever. And it was she like, waited until he was, it was like, that he, was Bobby's choice. She waited until he like, relapsed and uh, relapsed. And she already had some dude she was cheating with. And then basically she was planting seeds for months and months and months about them having an open relationship. And Bobby was on record um, all the time and said, no. I don't, I don't want to be in an open relationship. You did this with your last two boyfriends and look how it turned out. I don't want to do that. And she just kept on bugging him and bugging him and waited until he was like weak and finally was like, all right, fine, whatever, you know? Um, And then she put it all on him. This is what Bobby wanted to do. So I, I can't root for anybody. I can't root for anybody here. The, uh, let me just say this. The only good thing to happen the only good thing about Brandon is that the fact that he like this whole thing started, the drama started with him because he had propositioned someone before he was with his current girl and had kids and all this stuff. He propositioned someone at some comedy uh, comedy club in LA to go do him a favor in his truck. And uh, this became a funny story among these women and they just and, and Kalila and the girls that she does tra- her their Trash Tuesday podcast with started talking about it openly. And essentially, Brendan was like, "Hey, we talked about this. That like I got dirt on you, and you got dirt on me, and we're not going to talk about it." But then you went and talked about it, so now I'm going to start calling you out on stuff. Um, so the fact that Brendan kind of took that step of like I'm not going to let her like walk on me, and like we had an agreement, and she went back on it, so now I'm going back on it. And he kind of stepped up and started like blasting him. You know, Kalila has even said if that stuff, if that drama wouldn't have happened with Brendan, it kind of forced Bobby and I to talk about certain things in our relationship. We probably wouldn't, wouldn't have broken up like we have. So the good thing is Brendan has kind of like brought these things to the surface to the point to where they're broken up because I don't think they're good for each other. The bad thing is that Bobby's, yeah. Bobby's too bent over 
to actually walk away or kick her out or give her the house and move on, like get away from her. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to blow up for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, they said, and as far as the last podcast, they said they still sleep in the same bed. Yes. I'm like, bro, it's messed up. There's no way. Like, you can't move on if you're sleeping in the same bed with someone. Like, and yeah. I'm not even talking. I'm not. I'm not saying I want him to get together with someone else at all. I'm just saying I want him. You know, I want what's best for him. I guess. Like, you know, you do you, man. I just think this is holding you back. Now let me say. Uh, it's it's kind of wild to me that uh, all of these people in this L.A. comedy slash podcast scene are constantly talking about uh, their mental health and their mental well-being and their trips to the therapist, and they like to use all their therapist buzzwords about, oh, we're fragile and safe space and validation and all this kind of stuff. And then they do that and they have these conversations about what they actually do in real life. And they're so depraved and broken. And I understand they're working on themselves, but it's like, at what point does it get better? Because y'all been going to therapy for 10 years and you're still talking, like she's still talking about sleeping with her brother and her stepbrother and jerking off dogs and like emasculating people. And and Bobby obviously has mental problems if he's going to stay with someone that, continues to treat him this way when all of his friends are telling him, dude, she's using you. She's a gold digger. And then Brendan has his minions scouring Reddit to find IP addresses while he goes on podcasts to say, I don't listen to the haters. So they're all, they're all nuts, dude. And I just want to say that anybody who looks up to people, you know, regardless of the, like, you know, these are successful people. Maybe they're funny. They're successful, whatever. Uh, there's something to be said about like knowing too much about someone, people who put too much information about themselves out there. And uh, what do they say? You you know, never meet your heroes. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's this whole podcast thing with, with these people and the kind of personal stuff that they share uh, where they really kind of expose their real true personal self uh, sometimes it's it's kind of depressing because, like you said, who you root for. It's hard to find a, a good guy here uh, to root for. <laughs> right. I do think that there's definitely some manipulation there. And, yeah, that's not cool. I think that, uh, you know, for people to properly move on, they need to have a, a good break. Otherwise, they're going to kind of be stuck back in time. Yeah, and and I'll make uh I'll make a recommendation uh, for people who might want to, you know, uh look at some content uh regarding the situation. There uh there's a channel called Beige Frequency on YouTube. Uh, it's basically just a a commentary channel. The guy covers a lot of comedy scene stuff and a lot of MMA stuff, entertainment. Um, and uh, it it I really enjoy watching that channel and he's done a lot of uh breakdowns of some of the recent comedy specials um especially uh you know the ones from brendan if you want to listen to someone's uh opinion about brendan's specials the other one (laughs) is a very small channel uh they literally only have one video right now called uh the channel is called x 
LP. And uh, they have a video called Kalila Kuhn, the most sadistic woman in comedy. <laughs> uh, and it's wow. like a 20 minute video with highlights from different podcasts that she's been on and, and from her old website that she deleted a few years ago with her poetry and her blog posts and stuff. And he kind of pieces things together and timelines of things to kind of show how she has kind of openly said that she's a gold digger and manipulated Bobby and um, some of the drama around the Brendan Schaub stuff. So I'll, I'll recommend those two channels and watch some of the content there on beige frequency and XLP. Uh, and just look for that video. Uh, the most sadistic woman in comedy on YouTube. If you guys are interested in, and in, uh, catching up on some of this stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, I, there's so so many layers to stuff like that and it's like i i do really feel bad for bobby because oh i do he's the most like heartfelt person yeah like ever it's like you can't help but not like feel bad for him because he just and that's the thing i do feel bad i i I do feel bad for him i think what it gets frustrating is that when um when something is so obvious to everyone else but you it might be time for you to like kind of like take stock in what your friends and the people who care about you are telling you. And this goes back to the conversation that we had about this content creator that won't stop feeding the trolls on Twitter. There's people in that person's life that are telling them, stop it, leave them alone. Don't do this. And they continue to do it. So you can't, it's hard to, you can't root for that person. The only thing I root for is that they'll leave the trolls alone. And the only thing I root for with Bobby is that he, Moves away, gets away from Kalila, find somebody else to do Tiger Belly or just delete the podcast and start a new one with someone else. Like he, he obviously he's already on other podcasts and stuff. So he's got, he's got to cut, like, yeah. like his friends are telling him, you just got to cut ties and move on. Yeah. So staying in the same place, even the same bed, uh, holding hands. It's all bad. 100%. Yeah. They're going to end up, they'll probably end up back together. I don't know. Part of me is like, I think I go both ways, but actually I just want what's best for Bobby. Well, uh, the bad news is, is that you just said a phrase that is probably going to get clipped and used as a drop uh, at, at the at the Crystal Joint podcast. <laughs> I think you said something about going both ways there. <laughs> I'll just edit it out. <laughs> That's why I got to stay on for the live. You got to stay for the live. Uh, all right, man. That's all I got. You got anything else? So, uh, come hang out in the Crystal Join Discord. A lot of shenanigans there. We have a lot of fun. Um, uh, you can come hang out in the live podcast commentary channel and listen to us and chat with us while we're doing the show. And uh, check out the Patreon. Check out Heroes Patreon, the only cl- uh, Clash Podcast Patreon. And uh, thank you guys for everybody that came and hang out, hung out tonight. And uh, Hopefully we'll be getting back to it again on a regular basis. Hell yeah. Guys, a super special shout out to Wizard of Woo. We didn't record last week, but we actually did talk a little bit. He's my boy, and I really appreciate having fun with him. And it makes it even double the fun when we do an actual podcast episode. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. Love everyone, and yeah, deuces. Hey, guys.